Switch It On on F104 and I'm joined by comedian and actor Paddy McDonald. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you so much for chatting to us. So you're only back from Scotland. I'm only back, yeah. I was in Scotland gigging there Friday and Saturday at the Glee Comedy Club. It was great. Um, I love going over to Scotland, especially to Glasgow, because the people, they're, they're just, they're like Irish people. Mm-hmm. They're just like Irish people with a wee different accent. I was going to ask you, what is it like to get up in front of an audience that's not a home crowd? Is it very different? Yeah, no, it isn't, it isn't. Um, sometimes I feel like even a gig in Dublin can be different from mm-hmm. Belfast, more so than Glasgow and Belfast, because I think Glasgow and Belfast have very similar scenarios where, you know, you have that sectarian divide and stuff like that. So yeah. the people sort of get your, your gist a wee bit more, you know, whereas in Dublin it's slightly different. You know, there's not that kind of atmosphere or, you know, two mm-hmm. teams that are big rivals that way mm-hmm. in religion terms. So um, I think sometimes you can't... I went to Amsterdam one time and I was panicking about that gig. Then when I got there, the reason it booked me is there was a medical conference and it was all Irish doctors. Oh, wow. So, Excuse I get over I get over there to do that gig and um, everyone was Irish apart from two big massive guys in the front row and I asked them where they were from and it says Rotterdam and I was like well what made you come tonight you know you seen me on and they were like we're here to learn English and I was like oh my god there's two people running about Holland now talking like somebody from <laughs> and like in Ireland all of Ireland there's so many different accents even different yeah. parts of Dublin there's so many different accents so to learning yeah to learn English like that is difficult oh completely I mean even learning the Irish language you I mean I my Irish language is, is like a sort of Donegal Ulster Irish you know Gaelic so when you go down south sometimes I find it hard even to understand that Never yes. mind me English. You know? It's so true. It's so yeah. true. And yeah. also, a lot of your clips do really well up on social media and TikTok and that. Do you find that that has kind of helped push you along? Oh, completely. I mean, a lot of people would say to me, oh, you're a big overnight success. And I'm like, I'm not. I've been doing stand-up for 12 years. I've been out and driving. Like, at the very start, I would drive about the first year for nothing. And I drove all over the country. Like, you know, I would have went the RD and you know, Drahada and all over Ireland for nothing and, mm-hmm. and just wanted the gigs. Um, but then social media really took off in terms of like during the coronavirus and people were in their houses and a few clips went out and people were like, who's this guy? And then overnight, like something that I had maybe 500 views on on the internet had like 500k, you know, so you were just like overnight, it just went woof. And the clips is just a thing that people, so they get wee bits of you. But then when people come and see you live, what's good for me is when they come to see me live, they seem to really like it. They prefer actually the live stuff. You get a wee snippet and then you come to see me show and it's over an hour and they're like, wow. And then they come back again. And that we started off after the coronavirus, like it was a thousand seater Ulster Hall. And I'm literally just finished doing my second arena in Belfast. How does that feel? It was amazing. I love wee small, tiny rooms. You know, like if I went down and done the Intercomedy Club in Dublin or, you know, one of the wee tiny rooms, I love those wee tiny, small rooms of maybe only 50 people in because the, the atmosphere is fantastic. But I've done big gigs. Like I've done my, fir- my first time ever at the Field and Football in Belfast was with Des Bishop. It was a thousand people. And I thought it was class, but I, I sort of was like, oh, I prefer to have a wee small room. But doing the arena this time, I just loved it. And I think it was because I knew everyone was there to see me and we just mm-hmm. had a good time. You yeah. know, it was just that amount of people just to see you 
is amazing. And the atmosphere was right and everybody was there just to have a good time. Uh, everybody was just there, let's be entertained. And I think that people have been coming back to see me. So I think they're just glad that every time they come to see me every year, it is a different show. So it's something new, but it's the kind of stuff that they like to see me do. So, you know, I've found fans that way, you know, where people's like, no, I like his stuff because comedy is like that. It's yeah. like food. You either like it or you don't like it. It's so true. Um, so it's, it's um, you know, one person might like one comedian and another person, which is good and healthy for the comedy scene. Yeah. So it's one of them things. I'm just very thankful now that I have all these people that just love to come and see me. And obviously storytelling is a huge part of your show. Well, did that come naturally to you? Yeah. You know, I was talking earlier on to someone about that. I have family members and they were known to be storytellers. Like they would have, you know, done furs and stuff around Ireland. And I'm going back to like the early 1900s. Mm. And then growing up, I watched Billy Connolly with my parents. Yeah. And, you know, we used to go to grandparents' houses once a week, maybe a Thursday night or a Sunday night. And it was just everyone sitting around telling stories. So I think I grew up with it, not only in a comedy sense, but also in a family sense. So it's just really the way I've went. You know, I'm not, people be meet you and they go, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And I'm like, I don't tell jokes, but I'll yeah. definitely tell you a story or two, you know. Is it difficult to come up with content all the time and keeping it fresh? The thing with me is I think I've had a very eventful life and a lot has happened to me. And I've done a lot of different jobs. You know, like someone says to me a couple of weeks ago, like you're 40, but you've seemed like you've lived four or five lives. Mm. You know, you've just, and a lot of things has happened and I've just been there when things has happened. So I'm very lucky that I've had that experience. I think if I had a start of comedy when I was 18, I wouldn't have had what I have now. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't have been the same caliber of, of comedian because I wouldn't have had the same experiences, I think. It was meant to happen in the way it happened so that I'm at this age now and I have so much to tell people, you know. And you used to be a taxi man as well. So I'd say even just doing that job got you a whole load of stories. I saw you, I'd say you saw everything. Yeah, listen, <laughs> dealing with the general public, anything yes. at all with the general public. So and, true. you know, you meet people from different backgrounds, different jobs. And the first thing they always say to me is, here, I could tell you a couple of stories from where my work is and mm-hmm. what it's like. So it's true, yes, the taxis would have brought loads because you were dealing with the public on a daily basis and the things that happened in the taxi is funny. But also just everybody's work has that. And I think if the characters that you're talking about and the stories that happen are stuff that could really happen to other people, that's when they relate to it, you know. Yes. That's when people go, oh, I can relate to that, you know, and, and they love it. Have you a favourite moment from being on tour? Um, do you know, doing the SSE on the 12th of May, which was my birthday, because I've had a lot of terrible birthdays. It's mm-hmm. always been the big birthdays, like during coronavirus was my 40th, and it was a disaster. And we had planned a big thing for that, because, like, you know, all the other birthdays, 21, 30, I never really done anything memorable. Mm-hmm. So... During coronavirus, like, yeah, well, my 40th, I'm getting too old to go to Ibiza, so I may get it done now. <laughs> and we had booked to go to Ibiza, and we were deciding we are going to Ibiza and going to party and stuff like that, and it didn't happen, and I was a bit disappointed. So this date came up for the SSE, and I went, I'm going to have it on my birthday. And my wife was like, are you sure? And I was like, what better way to give yourself yeah. a present than to have the gig on your birthday and everyone to come and see you? And the first time you, you play an arena for yourself, and it was amazing, and they brought me a cake on stage, oh, and you know amazing. everyone was there. Oh, so it was like amazing. it was like I had a big party, and everybody paid to go to. It, so it was great. Excellent, and you didn't have to pay anything. 
Actually, I, I get paid for being there. It was amazing. Even better. That's the way I want to have it. <laughs> and tell me, have you any pre-gig rituals? Is there anything you do before you go out on stage? Do you know, I have that normal of a life. Like, it, it, it's most of the time you're doing stuff. Now, with the big arena one there, my wife is like, listen, I'll get up, do school runs, just you get in the car and do what you need to do. Yeah. And so there's nothing, like, Literally, comedians, everybody think it's glamorous and stuff. It's not, really. You, you know, a lot of the time if you're doing the smaller gigs, the, the green room's like a keg room or something. It's mm-hmm. so anywhere they can put you. <laughs> um, the, the big ones is great. But, I mean, I don't even like having something to eat, no before it or anything. Yeah. It's just sort of chill out, sit down. A lot of comedians will go through notes and stuff like that. I don't really like to do that. I just sort of like to chill out and mm-hmm. and, and just talk or watch a wee bit of TV or flick through the phone. So there's nothing like a ritual that I constantly do, you know? Yeah, because probably at that point you've already gone through, it's almost like doing an exam. Well, for me it would be anyway, because I'd be terrified. Where you've done yeah. all the work and then, yeah. you know, you don't want to be still looking at it just before you walk out that door. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You yeah. want to be like, yes, I know my stuff here. Yeah. I'm okay. We're going to go you do know? this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be in Dublin in the Laughter Lounge on the 12th of November. Where is the best place for people to keep up to date with everything you're up to? Um, just I have a website there and my socials. My socials is fairly up to date. You know, every day there'll be things getting put up on that. Um, so just keep an eye out on the socials and the fan break and stuff like that and Entertainment 24. There's a lot of announcements comes out on and people can see. Um, I'm in Cork on the 28th of October. Mm-hmm. I'm in Galway on the 27th and Dublin on the 12th of November. So there's a few dates there and we're going to add more. You know, I'm looking at Dundalk and, and different places to go down and do a gig in Wexford. I've been busted to do a gig in Wexford. We Gorgeous went on holiday in Wexford. Yeah. It is stunning yeah. and uh, we went down it and I was like I want to do a gig in Wexford so if there's anybody in Wexford wants to give me a gig <laughs> I'll definitely go down and do it give, give him an L call Paddy McDonald. Yeah. thank you so much for chatting to me listen thank you for having me on it's been lovely thank you very much